Hey guys, it's me, Danny, here with Rob again. And in this very special episode, we've gotten a question from a, a dear friend of the podcast. I think his name is Robert. <laughs> uh, Rob, I think I think you have you have okay. The joke was it, it's it's Rob's question. Uh, go on, Rob. Yeah. So this is a question I've seen in in many different forms, and we were just talking before this episode, and. Danny was talking about something that happened to him and it explains something that a burning question that I've been wrestling with for, for quite a while. So it's a kind of a nice coincidence. And um, so the, my question has to do with hobbies and, and sort of creative output and relaxation. Um, for me, a lot of my life has been spent playing video games. That's what I've always used for relaxing. That's what I've always used for fun. Uh, right now during the pandemic, I uh, play a lot of online video games with my friends because that's the way we can socialize. And I, and I used to really love it, but I've been noticing recently that these video games that I'm playing, I just, if, if I feel bad whenever I play them. I'm still compelled to go and spend three hours playing video games with my friends, but every single time I quit or, or I'm done or I have to go to bed, I just feel this empty void inside. So recently I've decided that in the month of March, I'm just going to try to not play any video games. And I've, I've successfully done that for um, almost half the month so far, but it still doesn't really explain this weird void and emptiness and unsatisfaction that I've been feeling like this thing that's supposed to relax me wasn't working, but why wasn't it working? And um, Danny, I, I think your snack analogy is is a perfect way to analyze this situation. So why don't you explain the the snack thing? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, it wasn't a coincidence. I don't know if you remember, but I just exactly started talking about the issue that you were going through, and that's because you'd actually mentioned it uh, while we were talking in in on Twitter. I that's don't know true. if you remember. <laughs> that's definitely uh, true. You were like, you were like, do you ever feel really empty after you finish doing something? And that's the reason I immediately jumped into the analogy. This <laughs> uh, wasn't. I mean. It wasn't so much of a coincidence as, as, you know, I just happened to know about this topic that you were talking about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a really, really interesting question. But before I start, I have, a, I have another question for you, right? Yeah. So you said before when you were playing games with your friends, um, you know, that would be a re relaxation. And now you feel empty afterwards. Are you still playing with your friends when you feel empty afterwards? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing with my friends. I love my friends. They're, they're not. It's. My friends aren't making me feel empty. I love them to death, but um, it's just the the activity itself just just it doesn't feel good anymore. Okay, no, the the reason I'd asked was I was thinking maybe you stopped playing with your friends and maybe you were playing by yourself. That's that was the difference. Anyways, um, so jumping into the snack analogy, as you said. So, when when I was younger. Uh, and by that I mean like two or three years ago, um, I would I would need my phone in my hand at all times because I would need constant distraction. I'd feel bored. No, I would feel unstimulated at all times, and I would need something to distract me at all times. This is actually one of the main reasons for my last relationship breaking down. It was literally that every single time she saw me, every single time that I was beside her, I was on my phone, and that was because. I needed it. I needed constant distraction because the chronic lack of stimulation is painful. You know, it's, it's the nothingness, you know, it's, it hurts, you know, like you would do anything to not feel it. Um, 
And the reason that's relevant is because when I was doing counseling, my counselor once told me to make sure that when I was doing these things, I was, I was essentially, I mean, okay. When you are bored, when you're feeling unstimulated, what do you do? You do something to stimulate yourself. However, are you stimulating yourself? You know, essentially my counselor said, make sure you're not distracting yourself from the boredom rather than sating it. So that's where I use, you know, what, what Rob called the snack analogy. Basically distracting it would be distractions in this, in this context would be like snacking when you're hungry. You know, like if you have a snack, if you have like a packet of crisps when you're hungry, you're not really fulfilling your hunger. You know, you, you just kind of like push the problem back, maybe like half an hour. You are still hungry. It's just, you know, you've just distracted yourself. You've just kind of like, um, you know, kind of like pushed, yeah, as I said, pushed the problem into the future. Um, the correct method or, you know, what is good and what you should do is try to sate your lack of stimulation, you know, stimulate yourself, which would be like, a, you know, a proper meal. Now, you know, obviously the question is, how do you do that? Well, so, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to be using video games as well. I mean, you know, Rob and I were talking about video games. You know, it, it, this isn't necessarily like video games. You know, it, it applies for like any hobbies as well. It's just as long as you're using it to distract yourself. Um, for me, a proper meal would be something creative that I do. Like, you know, recording this episode, for example, it's creative. You know, it's, it's an output. I have something after the end. You know, I have like, oh, this is a thing that I did. It makes me feel good about myself. But when I'm gaming, for example, after I've stopped gaming, I feel empty again. And th I think that's the biggest distinction. I think when, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing something that's sating me, after I stop doing it, I don't feel bad immediately. I can actually continue doing things for you know, a couple of days, up to a week. But when I stop doing this thing that I'm using to distract myself, which is either reading, I read obsessively, I read um, as a coping mechanism, well, more so before, but I still do now. Um, so what would happen was, and I think Rob said it best, um, you wake up, you know, and then you have work, uh, but, you know, during your off times, you, I, I'm just gaming, uh, and I'm doing this as well, it's not just Rob, and then afterwards, you know, you, you finish work, then you eat, and then you game, game, game until it's time to sleep. And then when you stop playing the game and, you know, you go to you try to go to sleep, you feel bad, but then you fall asleep, but then you wake up the next day. So essentially, you're never actually fulfilling yourself. You're never stating yourself. You're never stimulating yourself. All you're doing is kind of distracting yourself from the problem. Um, you know, you're never really fulfilling yourself. And that's where, like, the emptiness comes in. Um because, and it can feel like, oh, you know, I feel empty after doing this thing. Maybe this thing is the cause, you know, as, as Rob said, he stopped gaming because he thought maybe it was because it was gaming. But it's actually the, that the thing that you're doing is more a distraction. It, it isn't anything fulfilling. Um, you know, and literally this, is, this has been true for me. I haven't actually been, I, I haven't, I don't have a project at the moment, but I'm just playing games. Uh, so when I wake up, um, I play games for like half an hour and then I have work and <laughs> afterwards I play games immediately, uh, which I actually did uh, until, uh, well, today I had this, uh, <laughs> this Zoom call and this recording. Uh, so I did that, but instead I would be gaming. Uh, then I'd be having my dinner, but while having my dinner, I would be on my phone. I'd be scrolling through Reddit or I'd be reading the news or whatever. And then immediately after I finished my dinner, I would come upstairs 
And then I would start gaming until it was time for me to sleep. And then I would put on something in the background to distract myself. And then I would fall asleep and then rinse and repeat. So essentially, I'm just push. I'm never actually doing anything to sate my yeah. boredom, sate my... You're never fulfilled. I'm, I'm never, yeah, I'm never fulfilled. I'm never satisfied. I'm never actually, I've never actually eaten properly. You know, I'm just, I'm just continuing on being hungry the whole time. Um, yeah, and it sucks. And it can feel like, it's hard to kind of put a finger on the distinction if you've never, if you've always done the distraction, because, you know, when, when people without ADHD say they're bored and they do something, it's, I, I don't really think it, you know, I mean, it's not really, I don't think so. It's, it's not the same as for us, you know, like our boredom, our lack of stimulation isn't the same as theirs, you know, um, they might do when they're bored, they might do some of these activities that would just be a distraction to us, but it, it would be proper fulfilling to them. But for us, it's just a distraction. Um, I actually stopped gaming as well um, in the past for this exact same reason. I was feeling like I, it feels <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Games are, games are tricky. Games make you feel like you've achieved things because of their tasks and their objectives. They yeah. flood your brain with dopamine, but they don't, but you haven't actually produced anything. This is, this is legitimately one. I, well, uh, there was a game that I'd been playing on and off for like a decade that I stopped playing more or less completely because you know oh yeah you know i had a very strong character and you know i'd been out playing for like a decade and you know oh yeah all this stuff but what did it actually mean outside of the game nothing you know like none of my game, none of my friends played it um it was just like a shitty text-based game anyways <laughs> so you know like no because when, when i was playing it you know oh god you know it made me feel so happy you know it made me feel like i was yeah. doing something but i wasn't actually doing anything no now a big caveat this is not to say that, you know, if you are playing games as an ADHD or, or it was the same for reading as well for me, uh, that it's automatically a distraction. It is just, it can be used as a distraction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. If I, uh, if I play games, I can play it for fun, but because I don't have any other projects at the moment, it has become a distraction because, you know, if I was gaming on the side as, as for fun, you know, just as a de-stressing thing, it'd be different. But, you know, I'm still hungry and I'm still snacking. Uh, what I need to do is have a full meal and yeah. then, you know, if I'm feeling peckish, snack on the side. How do you determine Instead of what I'm doing is... Sorry, how do you, how do you determine when... Because this is the same... I've had this exact same problem, right? Like, I can play video games and it's totally relaxing and I'm with my friends. It's It's not only fun, it's social. And then I don't feel bad because actually the rest of my day was you know, fulfilling. And this was actually just, yeah. but I, I have such a hard time distinguishing between like, what, when am I doing this thing as like a distraction? And when am I doing this thing as like a legitimate, good relaxation, having fun with my friends? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I have such a hard time no, determining that. You shouldn't because you, I mean, what was the first thing you said? I feel so empty afterwards. And yeah. That's how I tell the difference. If I feel empty afterwards, it means I'm doing yeah, if I feel okay, if I'm if I feel empty after stop after I stop doing something, it means oh that thing has just been a distraction for me. Yeah, you know that is literally how you tell, um, because otherwise, as soon as you stop doing it, you wouldn't feel bad, or more accurately, the bad wouldn't catch up to you as soon as you you know 
stop doing the thing as, as soon as you stop distracting yourself from the bad. That's so, uh, it, it, and that's such a hard thing because you can't understand that until afterwards. So you, you're kind of like rolling the dice to see like, okay, is this going to be <laughs> like, is this, is this like good and like helpful to me or is this going to make me feel bad afterwards? And then, oh, oh yeah. No, I mean, and, yeah. And then the other thing too I, is sorry, like, can I correct if, you? no, no, wait, can I, can I correct yeah, you before, it, before you continue? It's not that, is it going to make me feel bad afterwards? You're already feeling bad. It's just True. distracting you from the bad, you know, True. like this, you know, you know, we're talking about gaming, but this is just, you know, this is just a thing, you know, it's not that, oh, we feel bad. Oh no, oh, no. playing, doing this thing is making us feel bad. No, we feel bad, right? We're unstimulated. We feel bad because of that. We're using this one thing as a crutch, right? And when we stop doing the thing, we feel bad. So it, we continue feeling bad. So it's not that it's making us feel bad. It's, it's, we're using it as a crutch not to feel bad or a distraction, really. Yeah. Small distinction, but I wanted to clarify. That, yeah. I, I wonder if maybe like the, the, the right solution is to go towards um, just like under maybe like a pre-flight check or something like before you actually start playing doing something that that has a chance to be a distraction you kind of like think about it first like am i fulfilled for this day like am i just like bored and want to like close turn my brain off or am i actually like ready to relax and i'm happy with like what i've done this day or this week like that's that's been my biggest problem because sometimes my brain just turns off like my prefrontal cortex just that that process that's supposed to be running in the background just like isn't running in the background and sometimes it is that's that is the issue random. though that yeah. is that, no, that that is that is an executive dysfunctional issue that is an issue with self-monitoring yeah and i mean I, I think i told you as well um for the past two weeks i've been playing a game as well and i haven't been doing anything either and i've been feeling bad as well and i only really noticed today you know so and and the thing is when we distract ourselves, we're distracting ourselves from all thought. So that stops us from figuring out how we're feeling or why we're feeling or that feeling bad because the distraction also distracts us from all thought. So it's <laughs> not, no, it's, it, it is unfortunate, right? So, yeah. you know, you, you know, you can't really be like, whoa, wait a second. I, well, you know, like, am I fulfilled? Because you'd be doing something to distract yourself. Um, so, uh, okay, um, I was talking about, I okay, I, I tweeted about mindfulness uh, the other day, right? Do you know yep. about mindfulness? Yes. Rob? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Do you know about mindfulness? Oh, sorry, I, I thought you were continuing. Yeah, I do, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so mindfulness is just a meditation technique to kind of be like present in your body. Yep. Uh, which is what actually helped me deal with my ADHD symptoms the most, because one of the key issues with ADHD is um, you struggle to be aware of like things, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like it's, it's not uncommon to, for ADHDers to kind of be like, have like a bunch of bruises on them and not really know where you got them from because, you know, you bump into things, don't realize it or don't <laughs> notice it or you forget about it and be like, Oh, okay, yeah, that's like, me right now. Happen? Yeah. It's, it's quite common. Um, and that's that's true for that's the same for emotions as well. You know, daily wear and tear. Um, you know, things happen. You feel bad. You don't realize it, and then uh, you know, and then it festers. It rots. It festers, and then you know, then you only realize when it, you know, like it feels really bad. Um, 
it's kind of like <laughs> I hadn't thought about this, but I guess it makes sense. There are certain there are certain people who lose their sense of touch, or they never have it. They're born without it, mm-hmm. and they are a danger to themselves because pain is a way for our body to be like, whoa, you know, like be careful, or whoa, you know, like there's something, there's an issue here. You often have you often hear of these people born with nerve issues when they're kids, either like scratching their own eyes out or like, you know, scratching themselves so hard they stop, they start bleeding because they they don't have something for their bodies to be like, whoa, stop, you know? Um, so when, and I was reading this interview with uh, with a lady who had these nerve, uh, you know, who had the, the nervous issues. And she said that she has frequent checkups on her body to make sure that she doesn't have any wounds because it's not uncommon for them to get a cut and for the cut to get be infected and for the infection to kind of lead on to something worse just because they just don't notice, you know, mm. they don't feel it. So, and as I said, pain is a way for the body to be like, oh, there's an issue here. So similarly, mindfulness is just a way for me to kind of like check up like how I'm feeling, you know, and like, oh, okay, do I feel anything bad, blah, 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 blah. And mindfulness, and the way I explain mindfulness is like this. When we're focusing on something, right, it isn't that we're using all our brain powers to kind of like zoom into this one thing, right? You know, if you imagine a camera, it's not like you're, you're kind of like twisting like one of those fancy cameras and you're, you know, like zooms into something. Yeah. What, what's actually happening is, <laughs> you know, okay, maybe that wasn't a bad start. Maybe that was a bad start to the analogy because I use zoom in the other way as well. Okay, let, let me restart um how, how focusing on things actually works is you know when you're like when you have like your camera pointed towards something um some some newer cameras um they can make the background go blurry yep Rob? oh yeah yeah no that's um that's just the focal length yeah 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 that's essentially what focusing on something is you know, the foreground or whatever your object is, your subject is focused, you can see it, but the background is all blurry. And that means you can't, you know, like nothing, nothing distracts you, nothing like takes you out. You know, if you see one of those pictures, it looks very crisp. It looks really good just because your your attention isn't like, you know, scattered all to the to the background. You know, you have your, uh, you have your subject and that's all you can see. Um, and when we go on a day-to-day basis, you know, just living life, that's the state we kind of get stuck in. And that's kind of like how the distraction works as well. So, you know, as I said, I wake up, I play games until I have to work. So, you know, I'm playing games, my mind is distracted and zoomed to the game until I start working. And then my mind is zoomed to the, to the work. And then I stop uh, working and then I'm playing games again, zoom it again. When I'm working, I'm on my phone, distracted, you know, zoom to my phone. Then, um, then when I try to sleep, suddenly I'm no longer zoomed and everything comes back. And suddenly I feel really bad again. Mindfulness is basically a way to make to kind of like unzoom, kind of like bring me back to everything. You know, yeah. it's instead of thinking and focusing and planning on this one specific thing, it's me just kind of being like, okay, uh, I like the body check on people with the nervous issues. It's it's uh, it's like a mind check. It's just like, okay, let's see what happened in the past week. Well, you know, I talked to blah blah blah, and they said thing. Uh, do I feel bad about that? Well, I, I guess maybe feel a little bad, you know, and so on. Um, you know, kind of like making sure uh, we know how we're feeling. 
Mm-hmm. But as I said, when we're doing things to distract ourselves, we're kind of zoomed in as well. So we never really get a chance to do these self-checks, which I haven't been able to, you know, like, to de- these self-checks are, are a conscious process that I go through, you know? So if I'm distracting myself, never letting myself think, I will not be able to do it because it will never occur to me to do it because I'm always distracted. Interesting. It's like, you know what? I, it's funny that... It's almost like, but it, it is exactly like ADHD is actually a, a lot, a lot of people say, you know, we, we can't get focused. It's actually kind of the opposites, like in this case, right? Like we're too focused on like one or two things or on our phone, our work, our video games. And like the background stuff is blurry, like you said, and we need to like unblur that so that we're actually less focused on one thing yeah. and more yeah, aware exactly. of all the I mean, surrounding yeah. issues. Can you go into yeah, like what uh, you do for mindfulness? Can you like what what specifically do you do? Okay, um, I, I will do that. But before that, l- let me jump back into what we just talked sure. about. And that is exactly true. ADHD isn't a lack of attention, right? It isn't a lack of focus. It is actually a, a difficulty or struggling with controlling our focus, where our focus is, you know, how long we're focused on something for, which is what, what, what you know what hyperfocus is. It's called perseveration. I think I talked about this before. It's basically yeah. when you stop being able to focus on something, right? Uh, or it's our difficulty stopping our focus from something. So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, for example, if I'm reading something, I often read myself to like burning out just because I can't stop reading it. And I don't read because I want to know more. I just read because... I had been reading so far and I cannot stop. You know, I just, I don't read because I want to know what's happening or I'm interested in the plot. I just read because I'm reading, you know? Yeah. It's like you're Um, stuck. You're stuck reading. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you continue on reading because you have difficulty stopping doing it. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. ADHD is a difficulty modulating our attention, controlling it, you know, taking it from one place to another. Um, Yeah. That's, that's, you are exactly right. That is, that is what ADHD actually is and on mindfulness, right? So I'm actually self-taught on mindfulness. Uh, truth be told, this is how I learned uh, mindfulness. My counselor was just like, Hey, I think mindfulness would be useful to you. And I was just like, Oh, cool. I went home, I Googled mindfulness and I was just like, huh, this seems interesting. And then I just did it. Um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's actually what happened. I think, I think the mindfulness process is like, it's, I think it's very intuitive. Um, what do you mean you just okay. did it though? Like what uh, yeah, did I mean, you do? <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Like I, by, by intuitive, I mean, it is, it's like, um, it's, it's like something that the human body wants, the human mind wants to do anyways. Uh, and that's the reason I did it. I don't think like, oh, I invented mindfulness for myself or anything. And what I did was, it's, it's really hard to explain this thing. Um, Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll go about it in a roundabout way. Sure. When, so, okay. So I'm home right now. Right. And yeah. I've been home for a long time now because the world, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, when I'm home, I don't want to like go out because when I'm going out, my mind's like, mm, if you go out, you know, you'll have to like stop distracting yourself. Or it's not even a conscious thing. It's more like 
I, I can't use anything to distract myself and that's scary you know that's bad you know i'm uh i'm conditioned to fear not doing things just because that has been painful um but but then when i go out and then i'm not distracting myself it's like whoa you know like i should have done this a long time ago just because now i can actually think about everything because before it had been game 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 work phone phone game game sleep and then the cycle repeats but now i was able to break out of that mold so do you and mean I, just it, like purposefully doing nothing well not necessarily nothing but going outside taking a walk going to the store not looking at your phone not having music in like that's the yeah. act yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's it's letting yourself feel you know that can all, and the, I think this is the reason it's so scary for ADHDers because that is so unintuitive for us. You know, we we doing nothing is painful, so we're we're just kind of like it's a habit for us to be distracting ourselves or doing something at all times. So to do nothing, it's scary. You know, even now I've been doing this for like years now, and it's ingrained into me. It is a habit, but even now my like core programming, you know, it's just like a habit of like two decade. It still, you know, it, it still doesn't want to do nothing. So essentially what I need to do is sit down, let myself feel, I'll feel bad. I feel bad. I always feel bad. And that's <laughs> what scares me. But the thing is I need to let myself feel bad because how will I know what I need to deal with if I'm not letting myself feel bad, you know? It's like, it's like, you know, sometimes when you feel bad and you, you're like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if I don't know if I'm hungry or if I'm angry yeah. or if I'm thirsty or something happened to me, how do you figure it out? You know, the way you figure it out is you let yourself feel, be like, okay, let me think about it. Am I hungry? Well, no, I just ate or you go and eat. So, you, you know, you let yourself feel and then you try process it, you know, but imagine if you don't let yourself feel, you just know you feel vaguely bad, but you don't know why. Yeah. And that's, you know, well, so, that's, that's, that's a good way to put the, um, because if you do that, then all of a sudden you're, well, why do I feel empty from not playing video games or from, from playing video games? And then you can start going down that process too. It's like, oh, I haven't done any creative projects in a very long time. And I've been distracting myself instead of satisfying this like hunger to do something creative or something yeah, you know, physical. That's exactly or, it. Do you, do you yeah. ever meditate? I mean, this is meditation. Mindfulness is meditation. Okay, okay. Um, meditation has a bad rap with people with ADHD because people think it's about, you know, emptying your mind and sitting still, <laughs> doing nothing. You know, because, you know, like when you think about like, oh, yeah, think about meditation. It's just like, okay, the first thing is empty your mind, right? You know, that, that's, you know, like or sitting, or, you know, sitting still with your legs closed. <clears throat> but that's doesn't have to be meditation. I mean, that might be meditation for some people. There's many different kinds of meditation. Um, you know, I, I can't really, you know, I can't really say that whatever someone does is a meditation. For some people, drawing is meditation, you know? That's meditation a, that's is a just a way for, yeah. Yeah, meditation is just a way for someone to like, kind of like center themselves. And I don't, I, I don't even mean it in like an esoteric way. It, it, it just, it just comes out esoteric, but it's not meant to be. I let myself feel, you know, I, Okay, it's scary. It's painful. It feels bad. I don't want to feel bad because feeling bad feels bad, right? It also and takes. I don't want to feel. Yeah, and it, and it takes work, and it takes concentration. It's which like is mentally a, hard. Which yeah, is the, 
yeah and that and it takes concentration which uh, which is the other reason it's difficult because it doesn't it, you know it's you know kind of like dealing with all this takes effort and sometimes you just don't want to do it like oftentimes i feel bad and i'm just like i just don't have the energy to kind of like think about why i feel bad so i just continue feeling bad just because i'm either like you know mentally tired or drained or i just don't have the energy to kind of like focus on it well it's like saying like i don't have the mental energy to to make dinner right now so i'll eat some chips it's like well you know that's not going to satisfy you you know that you're just delaying you your 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 satiation by 30 minutes yeah well, crisps, not chips. Oh, sorry, chips can crisps. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I'm just um, I don't know what I don't know. Maybe you guys call it chips in Canada. Yeah, that's most um, of the world. Anyway, go on. Oh my God. Okay, I feel I feel. Let's hurt. not get. Let's not get uh, into that. <laughs> um. So as I was saying, it is. It is. I mean, it's painful, right? And a lot of people with ADHD, we have. Uh, you know, we have emotional hypersensitivity. So it, it's not just painful, it's super painful. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> how do you deal with feelings of RSD? You kind of have to like go through the feelings of RSD multiple times. So it's essentially like the explanation that I give is, um, do you know, do you know why you, why you, okay, say you break your hand, say you break your arm, actually, not your hand. How do you fix it? You go get a cast. Yeah, and what does the cast do? It forces your bones to be in a certain good position. Exactly. And what happens when if your bones heal in the wrong place? You got to break it again. Exactly. That's you. You got it exactly right. I forget the term for it, but that's exactly what happens. Break it again is a if good you, term. Let's use that. That's that's <laughs> actually what. No, that is that is actually what I. This isn't the first time I'm using this analogy. I actually use this oh, plenty okay. of times. This is how. This is how I describe creating coping strategies, which is what we're talking about right now. It's bra it's breaking our uh, our our um our our habits and the structure that we've built so far, and creating a new one. It's creating a new foundation, and that's that's actually what it is. It's pain. It's a painful process, you know. But that's that's what it what's required, because if your bone sets incorrectly, that can cause you to be in perpetual pain and not use your muscles properly, you know. So if your if your if your arm is broken and it heals incorrectly, you might not be able to use that hand. So they need to re-break it, set it, and make sure it, it's healing. But all that is painful, you know? So dealing with emotions is painful. Like when I'm, when I'm, okay, say I'm feeling RSD, say I'm feeling rejection sensitivity, say I'm feeling bad in any ways. To try to process it, I have to sit and feel bad. You know, I have yeah. to let myself feel bad. I, and then I and then I can you know use my coping strategies. I'd be like you know this feels bad, or and it'll get better, or maybe you know maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. But I have to let myself feel bad, or more accurately, I feel bad. I have to stop fighting it. I have to stop avoiding it. I mean you know I'm already feeling bad. It's not that I feel bad. It's I am always feeling bad. It's just that I have distracted myself from the bad because I don't want to feel it or I'm pushing it away. This reminds me of uh, when I was writing my book, the same thing. I, 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 I had so many, so much new knowledge of, of ADHD, but then a lot of my book was reflecting on what had happened to me and like explaining why I did certain things in high school or why I did certain things in university or why um, certain friendships or relationships had, had gone a specific way. And yeah, I, 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 I was so emotionally 
distraught man maybe that's not the right word but it was very it was very emotional time to reflect on that but ever since i did it while writing the book and and a, a few other times now i can talk about it so easily because i've like sat down thought about it for extended periods of time you know wrote about it in this case and now it, you, like what you just said, like I've become analytical about it rather than emotional about it because I actually dealt with those emotions, yeah. which I didn't before. And like, I wasn't able to connect those dots. I wouldn't have been able to connect those dots and, and, and figure out how my brain works a lot better had I not gone through that pain. And, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, but... I had a pretty good life, but even just the small things, they, they do build up. And then when you, when you reflect on them, um, it is painful. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It is it is painful. Um, I mean, you know, when because of the executive dysfunction, because of the emotional dysregulation, managing and figuring it out like our feeling and kind of sorting through all of it, it, it isn't it isn't intuitive. I know that's been like the word of the day for me. It's like the third time I've said it. Yeah. It isn't it isn't easy for us, right? So we start and you know, and then the brain. Uh, the mind is very good at doing anything it can to survive, you know, anything it can to kind of like continue on living. Um, so you have dissociation, you know, like we essentially do whatever we can to dissociate ourselves from the pain, you know, either that is to do, to distract ourselves so hard that we don't feel it. You know, that's, that's one of the things I did. One of the reasons I kept, uh, you know, I, I needed to have my phone in my hand at all times because I was feeling bad. Not only was it the lack of stimulation, you know, it was all like anxiety, depression. Uh, back then I was also failing all of my exams all the time. It was frustration. It was projection. It was all of those emotions. And I didn't know how to deal with it because of, you know, the emotional dysregulation. So I distracted myself. I didn't want to feel all those things. So I needed to distract myself at all time. It's like, it's like, it's like morphine, you know, painkillers don't, painkillers don't fix anything, you know, painkillers yeah. just make you stop feeling the pain. Like if you broke your arm, <laughs> let's go back to the broken <laughs> arm analogy and it, and it heals incorrectly, you can take painkillers and you'll stop feeling it. But as soon as you stop taking the painkillers, you'll feel it again. Maybe the snack analogy should be the painkiller analogy. But yeah. anyways, um, you know, but the thing is, it's not, oh yeah, I stopped maybe it's the painkillers that make me feel the pain, you know, or maybe it's the fact that I stopped is supposed to make me feel the pain. No, you were in pain the whole time. Painkillers just stop you from feeling the pain. You know, painkillers don't fix the issue. You have to break your arm. <laughs> you have to re-break the bone yeah. and reset it. So, so Similarly, my emptiness from playing video games is because I never wasn't dealing with either my fulfillment or my creativity or something else. And I was just distracting myself. The, the video games are the painkillers. Yeah, I mean, or alternatively, maybe you are distracting me a bit, you know, distracting yourself, um, you know, now that we've said it a few times, it sounds avoiding, it sounds accusatory, maybe avoiding. Yeah, it, it sounds accusatory or something that we had conscious control over. Uh, yeah, avoiding or um, using or it became it becomes a distraction, not we're yeah. using it as a distraction, but that it's not that you weren't trying to do something to fulfill yourself. It's just that you were playing games and when you were playing games, it, it acted as a distraction because it required your focus and you're giving you dopamine. And then all so of a sudden really... I forgot to fulfill myself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. That's exactly what it is. So Robert, um, <laughs> did that answer your question? That does answer my question. Um, 
it is it is it is one of those things that um now that you explain it and we've talked about it for 35 minutes it's it's like uh, this is so obvious why didn't i think about it like this before and 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 i think it you, you know what you've done very wisely and this is why i love talking to you danny is because i know that video games aren't evil they're not a problem it's that i was using them in a certain way that wasn't configured correctly and there was something there is something else going on um that is the, the emptiness isn't caused by the video games or or netflix if that's your thing or by reading too many fantasy books or whatever it is it's caused because there's something else going on in the background that's blurry and you need to like unblur that and then see it for what it is and then deal with it and, and state satiate yeah. maybe that's you know some sort of hunger you need to satisfy or some sort of um problem in your life that's happening that you're kind of not aware of or um and it yeah i mean it makes so much sense now that we've talked about it so to answer your question danny yes you've answered my question okay <laughs> um one one last one last story slash analogy sure. um when i was younger and this is more than uh, two or three years ago this was like five or six years ago i used to think that i hated being content that i hated being mm, not not happy exactly but content content is like a it's like a long-term thing you know if, if happiness is like a if an event makes you happy you know like a, a series of like it's like a long-term thing you know you're, you're happy for a day but you know you feel content for like a couple of weeks right you mm -hmm. know it's just like your mood is up that's basically what it is i used to think that i hated being content because when i was younger i always found myself feeling much worse after i started feeling content like i would start dissociating and i didn't know why and i genuinely thought i hated being happy or you know that i i needed and, and this is true, you know, it's just like many ADHD years might have felt this, you know, and, you know, like, I think we talked about how we're naturally uh, drawn to like drama as well, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It was, it was many years later, I realized, oh, it wasn't contentment that I disliked, it was stagnation. When I was mm -hmm. content, I didn't actively seek out things to do desperately, because I was happy, you know, I was fulfilled, I was distracted, it was a distraction, essentially. So I didn't you know, I didn't seek out things to do that I needed to otherwise. Um, so it wasn't contentment, it was stagnation. It was, it, was, it was the fact that I wasn't doing anything that was bad. It wasn't, I was content and therefore that is bad and I hate being content. It was, I was content and because I was content, I wasn't fine. I was, okay, you know, I'm bored, right? Like I feel, I feel unsatisfied. I feel un, un, unfulfilled. I feel unsatiated. I feel um, unstimulated, right? It's, it's a desperate need that ADHDs have to do things to kind of fulfill it or alternatively to distract ourselves from it. But, you know, let's, let's go about a positive uh, route. Um, so it's a desperate need that we have to do something, right? I have to do something. What if, what if something happens that you lose that urge? The need is still there, but you lose the urge to try to fill it. Yeah. Um, what happens? Well, it grows and grows until it it grows too hard and then it spirals. And that's what had happened to me many times. ADHDers, so I'm, you know, like, 
ADHD is like what it is, right? It's a disability. It can be a disability. It's a disability for me. It, it hurts me. You know, it's, it's not all bad, but it's more bad than good for me. Um, I forgot why I started saying that. Um, what they're talking about? You're talking ADHD, about being content versus the spiral of not oh, being yeah, anything yeah, yeah. new. ADHDers are made to do things. And, I, and you know that I don't often make such definite declarative, you know, uh, statements like that. That we is bold from you, Danny. Exactly. No, I don't really make these kinds of like straight up comments, but it is true. ADHDers are made to do things. Well, you know, I, when I say made, I don't mean in like a metaphysical or like a God kind of way. I mean, like we need to do things. We need to do things all the time. That is what drives us. Right? That is that is one of the reasons that people with certain people with ADHD say it's a gift because if the need to do things lines aligns exactly with what they like to do and things that, you know, I, I guess could be economically lucrative, you know, is, is their job or something, then it suddenly becomes, well, you know, they've, you know, everything lines up and, oh my God, you know, like they're, they're super happy, they're very successful, blah, 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 blah. But because of this chronic need to do things all the time, if we don't fulfill it, we feel bad. So if anything happens that, you know, stops us from doing things, it makes us feel bad. So, I mean, uh, we have to do things, you know, like. It's a, it's I, a cycle, I, right? Like you do stuff, yeah. it makes you content, it makes you happy. And then you don't have an urge to do stuff. Two weeks goes by and you're like, holy, I, I, I need to do stuff. I'm not happy anymore. Yeah. And then you start doing stuff. <laughs> And it's just like this never-ending cycle, which, yeah, like you said, it could be very good for some people and could be very negative for some people. And unfortunately, it often ha whatever happens with me is I do a project and the project is like a proper meal and it fulfills me for a couple of weeks. And then in that time period, I forget that I need to eat again, <laughs> you know? So then I just start doing other things. I don't eat in that time. Not not actually, but you know, like eat in this kind yeah. of stuff. And then I just start snagging. I just start playing games. And then boom, I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's been like two weeks later and I haven't actually done anything. And I just forgot. And that's actually what's happened to me now. I had a project, I finished it, or, you know, like it, it, it came to some kind of conclusion that kind of like continued. And then, you know, it, it, it filled me. So I didn't feel bad. And that continued on for a couple of weeks. And then I started playing games and then that just kind of added on to the distraction that that, that was the initial uh, sated state. And then, it, it, you know, it's come to now where I'm like super hungry. I haven't done anything in ages. And um, yeah, this is, it, it doesn't have to be a cycle. I mean, I might find something that I was able to kind of like, you know, make things work. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is unfortunate. But yeah, I we think are, that's... We are, Sorry, I was just going to say that seems like exactly what's happening to me as well. Um, and yeah. It, yeah, you had your website, right? Yeah, I have a bunch. I, well, I had a bunch of things I'm working on, but um, I, 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 a lot of those were very programming, very web development, very even the work I was doing, everything was web development-ish. And I had no other creative things going on. So... Um, I did the uh, ADHD thing and I um, instantly made a very instant purchase to get some musical equipment um, to, to start something. <laughs> so that that's... <laughs> there that's you go. No, that's exactly it. it. <laughs> no, no, that, that's exactly it. You, yeah. you, 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 hit the, you hit the mark on the head. Um, 
the, the, the impulsive need to do something is literally your body saying, you haven't done anything in a while. I'm super bored. Do something. You know, Get out I'm of this, super hungry. this rut. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, <laughs> a lot of it is like in hindsight. Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. But I got to be honest, you know, it's, it's been a couple of years for me and it's still very much in hindsight. Now, the time period of the hindsight decreases. So initially it might've taken me a couple of months and now it takes me like a week or two. So, you know, there has been massive improvement. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it does take some time. Um, yeah, and I don't have a project. Uh, I thought we were writing a book. Remember when that was happening? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think that's uh, everything. I think this, I think, that we've talked about every angle of, of this particular question. And I just personally, I feel like I, you've reminded me of so many different things that I, I should be paying attention to. Um, so I'm, I don't know if, if no one listens to this podcast, I'm satisfied with this podcast. So why don't well, we... there you go. <laughs> um, That's an answered question. <laughs> so if you do, if, Someone else here other than me or Danny <laughs> has a question about ADHD. Uh, please go to butthethingis.com. There's a big button that says, ask a question, go through that. Um, and in, in, in that form, just say that you want a question to be answered on the podcast and we'll get to it. Um, and um, yeah, Danny. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Bye now.